This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's flip the script, guys. Let's talk about the Ravens' defense against the Bucks' offense. And Cordell and I have talked about this for quite some time on our podcast. While the Ravens' defense statistically is going to tell you that they're not that great um, from a pass defense perspective and a total yards perspective, um, they've trended up in the last four weeks. Currently, they're 12th in – uh, run defense their past defense is in the 20s but you know they've had really good outings against guys like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow to really help them get better and they've gotten some defensive players back to help them to help them do that um, they're still not at full strength they're still waiting for Tyus Bowser to return it's very possible that David Ajabo can, at some point um, can come to this team and be uh, an influence but um, don't let the stats tell y'all what it is this defense <laughs> is getting better week after week turn it over to the Bucks offense who it appears that there's some struggles there. And ladies, I would love to hear from you what you believe to be the issue in terms of what the Bucks offense is going through right now. We'll start with Kaylee. Oh, uh, that, that feels a little bit like a loaded question because there's a lot. Do the best that you can, you know, feels like there's a lot going wrong. Um, I mean, I think at the, I think at the very, very end of the day, what is happening, especially when you look at what this offense is doing um, and, and what they can do, um, they're really struggling with consistency. They're really struggling with putting together a series of, of plays that are going to actually move this team forward. So they'll do it a little bit here and there. I mean, Tom Brady had almost 300 yards passing in last week's game. But it amounted to zero, zero touchdowns, nothing in the end zone. I mean, they had three points. So really, when I look at this offense, it's not that the entire offense is just throw everything out the window. You're terrible. They're just not consistent and, and they're not moving the ball well enough. They're trying to rely on these big plays um, and, and they're not kind of nickel and diming themselves into the end zone where they need to go. 
Um, they're also making some really, really crucial mistakes. And this is something that Casey and I talked about on our podcast, Jolly Rogers and touchdowns Sunday after the game. So when you, when you look at some of the things that happened in last week's game was just the epitome of good news, bad news, because you have Mike Evans, you know, bobble this ball and, and, and not catch it, which is like a one in a million thing, like never happens. It's like lightning struck him. Um, but then we did see a little bit more involvement from Coquif and Kate Otten and and a little bit more from the tight ends, which I'm sure Casey will get into because she loves those tight ends and and for good reason because when they get into the mix, they're able to move the ball down the field. So Coquif, he's getting like these 18 yards. He's moving the ball. Kate Otten was the second leading receiver this past Sunday. But then they have penalties or uh, missed assignments, missed routes. Um, they, they get sacked. Like all They'll do something really great, and then they'll let up another really, really miserable play, putting themselves in a position where they have a lot of third and longs, and then they're not able to convert. Um, or when it comes to the run game, frankly, they kind of suck right now. I mean, you look statistically, they really suck running the ball. They are literally last in the league. So there's a lot of things going into this, but to move forward, what they need to do is get some consistency, include the tight ends more. And not rely on these uh, uh, on these big plays, and just play a little bit more disciplined. Just those few things, just a few <laughs> things that they need to do in just order to a couple. Just a few. All right, Casey, can you oh, add yeah. to that? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, Kaylee, Kaylee and I could talk about this all day, honestly, especially after that painful performance we had to watch on Sunday. And the previous week, um, for me, it nearly gets simplified to the fact that the Bucks are beating themselves. Uh, yes. on, uh, when, when it comes down to the paper of it, they, they should be producing way better. I mean, they had more first downs than the Panthers last week, 17 to their 14, 14 passing first downs, three rushing, but it's their third down efficiency. That's abysmal. They had two out of 12 conversions and they've shot themselves in the foot on third down week after week after week, being incapable of making that work or having production in the red zone, which comes to my obsession with tight ends. Um, I know some teams have strayed away from a proper pro style uh, offense, if you will, but it's those big bodies that are going to help you get those yards in the red zone. They're not trusting that group as is Kyle Rudolph. It's just, it's almost a waste of time as to why they brought him in here. Cause they're not dressing him out. He's healthy guys, by the way. And he's dressed out twice and he's had two eight yard catches in, in each performance that they've trusted him to grace the field. That's bothering me because you have a guy who showed so much potential and showed that he's a proper pro style tight end up in Minnesota, but he had this carousel of quarterbacks that he had to work with that aren't at the caliber or level of Tom Brady. Now he gets a Tom Brady and he doesn't even get to play. And so now you've got a rookie in Kate Otten who's going to be stepping up because Cam Brate's out with a neck sprain, but big fan of him. He's shown adequate blocking ability. He's shown that he can catch great passes. He had a huge Huge catch from Tom Brady in the fourth quarter versus the Panthers last week. But then this team, this coaching staff, unfortunately, goes in and makes the decision to 
not build off of great performances. So you've got two rookies showing you that, you know, they're doing enough to earn the right to be on the field more. And then they'll come back and choose to go with these veterans that are either, you know, half broken, half not, or making mistakes still. You can't have route runners <laughs> on week seven that don't know how to finish their routes or that are running the wrong routes. That's just, that is, that's a dumpster fire. That is so embarrassing. You're a professional. You should be doing way better than that. So it comes down to the fact that veterans need to step up. If you're not healthy, don't play them. It's time to start grooming and trusting your younger players, which Todd Bowles, as Kaylee said, mentioned that they're going to start looking into. And some of these rookies have proven that they can play. Um, there needs to be no competition between Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. They're not the same kind of running back. Leonard Fournette is better as he starts picking up speed downfield because he can take on the tackles and he's got a bigger body to kind of stomp through and break tackles. Rashad White has better vision in punching those holes and creating those gaps with a fragmented offensive line that's going to not re really be able to hold things open for you long enough. So it's coming down to coaching for me and play calling. Kaylee said it perfectly, the sequencing as well. You can't keep making predictable calls on second down and third down and expect to have any sort of result. Um, something else that I noticed in the last two to three games is that costly penalties. They are taking penalties in such inopportune moments and losing yards, chunk yards uh, that are forcing them to punt early and the offense is barely staying on the field. And I think that that's something that played into the defense starting to fall apart is they were spending too much time on the field. They were relying on their defense way too much. And while none of those boys and their ego will admit it, fatigue happens. You can't be carrying a team three weeks straight and continue to show up for the rest of the season. Um, so they've got to clean up play calling. They've got to get smarter. They've got to start trusting younger players and they've got to get their tight ends involved. I've been saying it for weeks. Kaylee and I have been saying it for weeks on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Ever since they lost Rob Gronkowski and nobody on this offense is going to be Rob Gronkowski, but they lost any sort of opportunity in the middle of the field there. Kate Otten has shown an ability to kind of bring back that presence, that ability. If you have no middle of the field and all you're doing is wideouts and running the ball, you become very predictable. You become limited. Um, or as Kaylee said last week, one dimensional. So this offense that has so much talent has become so one dimensional and this Ravens defense can make it costly for them. You know, as you said, Rita, they might not be so cute on on, on paper, but don't count them out. This three four defense can be can be very dangerous for this Bucks offense. Um, they're coming off of three sack, one interception performance, and any pressure applied to Tom Brady against this O line is scary. Where I think it'll help them is that you know Tristan Wirfs can have himself a day, but it's Shaq Mason that's going to have to step up against Campbell because Campbell is dangerous <laughs> and if he's getting worked on that side over there then tom brady's going to be getting flushed on the right side and his blind side and when he gets flustered and starts making these immediate passes even though he can get the ball out quickly receivers don't have time to line up and they're not going to be able to re rely on the run game in this one would i love to see them be able to run the ball yeah because the teams that have gotten an edge on the ravens have been able to pick up yards you know I'm not expecting anyone to be Josh Allen to get 70 yards against them, but a lot of teams, if you look back at the statistics, their wide receivers aren't getting many chunk yards either. They're all being limited to under 100 yards, so we can't call on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for this one. There's going to have to be a balanced attack here, and I know people are tired of hearing me say balanced attack, but you've got to be able to run the ball and pass the ball equally and efficiently if they're going to beat this Ravens team Thursday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, yeah one, thing, one thing that I remember about Tom Brady as a Patriot, um, because we, we are very familiar with him, obviously, <laughs> uh, uh, being in the AFC, is that you can, if you start adding pressure to him, it could be phantom pressure even, right? Like where it's not, where they're not going after sacks in terms of like, you know, um, rushing the passer, but but if the penetration is there, you know, he starts to get a, a little, you know, rattled. Um, one of the things, Cordell, that I, I really am interested in seeing is Patrick Queen because we he, the past couple of weeks he's really played at a high level. And I think that, you know, he's probably we, – we talked about Calais Campbell, but Calais Campbell is, is going to be who he is. Justin Houston is going to be who he is. Those guys are going to be impact players, but you really need a guy like Patrick Queen to continue to step up and be the player that he's been over the last few weeks in order for them to, to try to get into Tom Brady's head to make him make some bad decisions. No doubt. I mean, and that's in all phases of the game on defense. Patrick Queen has really turned it on over these last couple of weeks. I think he's starting to trend towards being that consistent linebacker that Ravens fans have been wanting him to be since he was drafted in the first round. Um, I think you're going to need a lot from him continuing to do what he's been doing, continuing to excel as a blitzer. Uh, we see you, you heard Casey and both Casey and Kaylee mention it. This Bucks offensive line is struggling right now. Patrick Queen is really good as a blitzer. He's really good playing downhill. He's one of their best guys in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback this year in terms of quarterback hits and sacks on this team right now. So he's going to have to be hold a big part in that and also taking a, in coverage, you know, being there in that in a short to intermediate uh, area. Chris Godwin, he lives all over that middle of the field, that short yardage situations. And I hear Casey asking for tight ends to come kind of make their, make their name known uh, for, for Tampa. That could possibly happen against the Ravens. The Ravens struggle against tight ends. David Njoku had a field day against them on Sunday, and really it was a blessing in disguise, him getting hurt. Yeah. Because he had seven catches on seven targets for 71 yards in that game. And even if you want to go the week before, the uh, the Giants tight end Bellinger, five catches on five targets in that game, as well as a touchdown. So, you know, they, they struggle in coverage over the middle and specifically mm -hmm. in that second level. And, even on the back end at the third level a little bit, you can you can maybe uh, hit these guys because Marcus Williams isn't there. He's hurt, and he's kind of that ball hawk and safety that they've relied on in the early part of the season. But now Geno Stone is there, and Geno's played well, but Geno is not Marcus Williams. And the Browns were able to kind of take advantage of him a couple of times, hit Amari Cooper on a deep route, and – you know, plays can be made against this Ravens defense in the secondary. Obviously, that's one thing that I do think that the numbers show that is kind of true, uh, but it's not happening as frequently as it did at the start of the season. Now, the one thing that's going to concern me is how often do they test Marcus Peters? Marcus Peters did not look good Sunday. I do think that that's something that teams are going to look to expose kind of if they can get a downfield matchup against him in a one-on-one -on -one situation, they're going to test him because he doesn't want to run right now. He can still make plays. No question. He, you know, this is a guy that leads the league in interceptions or turnovers since he's entered the league uh, to this point. So he can still play. And, but I think his strength is when the play is able to be made in front of him. If he's got to chase a guy off the sideline, 
it's not going to end well for him. So uh, plays can definitely be made against this Ravens de defense, but they're getting better against the run game. Although Nick Chubb, I think the numbers don't show how well he, he really ran against them. I think Kevin Stefanski did the Ravens a, a, a service by going away from Nick Chubb the way he did at various points. So you can run on these guys. I don't know if the Bucks offensive line is kind of good enough right now to, to run on them, especially in the interior because Calais Campbell is playing really well right now. Justin Matabike is playing really well, specifically in the run game. Uh, so that'll be a challenge. And I do want to see how this Ravens aggressive style defense at times, if, how that works against this Brady offense that they have right now in this struggling offensive line, because I think that they can kind of, give Brady uh, some problems in the blitz game. If they're blitzing guys like Kyle Hamilton to keep blitzing Mark, uh, Patrick Queen up the middle, having Justin Houston have the type of game that he's had, that he had Sunday. And maybe this will be the the game where JPP kind of pops back up again. He didn't do much. Don't mention him. I know that connection. Look, he's got to go against Tristan Wirfs. And yeah. Wirfs going against him in practice saw great things. So, JPP, I know, him. is going to bring it, though. Former team, you got to always have that. Well, that's what I thought when they played the Giants, but I didn't I didn't really hear from him uh, in that Giants game. I don't know if he plays the Giants as much anymore, you know? Right. He got he got big things done with the Bucks, and he wanted to stay. That's the that's the stinger. He wanted to stay. Ah, he it out, so this they is weren't going to pay him. This yeah, they weren't going to pay him. They brought in JTS. He was too injury prone, and even though he played through injuries, he cost uh, Joe Tryon Tryon Shanka reps by for like staying in uh jpp while it's amazing that he's got such an engine on him there was many games that he should have been out and bowed out to jts and he didn't so that's a whole thing where he basically got put out by a rookie as of last year wanted to get paid wanted to stay and the bucks said no so he's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder and that's scary but he's got to go up against a, a, a well all all american but should be pro bowl very soon tristan Wirfs. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And 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 really it all depends. I mean, you know, luckily for the Ravens, they have some different um they'll have some different guys and different formations out there. So they'll probably rotate guys like um him and Houston in terms of like going after the quarterback. Uh but yeah, you you do bring up a valid point. If a guy wanted to stay and the team said, nah, we're gonna move forward, we're good here, you know, he might have a little chip on his shoulder, just a tiny yeah. one, just a baby chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's GPP, he's got attitude. I love it. I love that he plays with such attitude, but yeah. that's gonna be kind of scary to see how that plays out on Thursday. 